0: Hey, welcome back to Real Presence Live. Before we get into our next interview, did you know that there's a Real Presence radio app? There you can listen live or find the podcasts of the previous shows like this one today. You can look for it in your app store. And always remember that if you uh, want to share an interview that you heard here on Real Presence Live, you can get on our website and share a link to that individual interview. And also hear the replay of today's show and every show Monday through Friday on Saturday here on Real Presence Radio. Well, Father, what a great show we've had so far.
1: I have had a wonderful morning, and it's going to continue. It's going to continue here.
0: I feel like... like we just got started, and yet we're almost done. I know.
1: It's great to be with our listeners. I'm always grateful that they share these days with us and this morning of Real Presence yeah. Live. So thank you, all you listeners out there across our listening area.
0: Yes, thank you for listening. And, and of course, if you have an interview you'd like to hear us showcase here on Real Presence Live, you can always reach out to... Um, to one of uh, the employees of Real Presence Radio and get in touch with someone at call the office 877-795-0122. Look at me know that number.
1: Oh, she rattled that right off the top I of her nodding. I
0: did. The first time I was on a live drive, I got it wrong so many times that <laughs> I got in trouble and I memorized it. Even my husband had it memorized. You know that's bad. I <laughs> <laughs> was <We're laughs>
1: trying to get a hold of you.
0: Yeah, yeah, right. So you can go ahead and call the office if you have an interview of something you would like to hear us talk about here on Real Presence Live. We are always happy to showcase Um, events around the listening area and also faith stories of our our listeners and I know everyone listening today knows someone with an amazing faith story maybe it's you maybe it's you if you're willing to get on we're happy to interview you
1: that would be great No, God's working right now right here in everyday life ordinary lives what we call ordinary lives our life your life my life in extraordinary ways extraordinary ways and i'm always fascinated when i do hear what god's doing in people's lives when they share that with me and then that's the blessing partly being a pastor and a priest is to hear those beautiful stories stories of god's god's work in people's lives
0: well i think it's amazing how what i think is ordinary is probably actually extraordinary for someone else and you never know unless you share your story or share a struggle to realize that God really was working in that moment, and you can see it clearly after the fact. And I think that that is a, a benefit to a lot of people when they hear your story and they hear you struggled, and they hear that with God's grace you you made it through that time of hardship or misery, even that burden was put on you, and you carried through carried the cross with Christ through that. And you can, your story can change someone else's day, their mindset, like oh, we are yeah, talking about. I was just
1: the other day visiting the, this uh, um, older woman, um, had fought over almost eight weeks in the hospital with COVID, um, went to visit her house after she was recovered and um, was bringing her Holy Communion and anointing and just... Praying and visiting with the family around the kitchen table, and her little grandson, seven years old, going to make his first Holy Communion this May. Um, he comes running over, Father, Father, I built you a church. Uh-huh. And there, in his little blocks, he had built a, built this box of blocks, right, with a with a um, steeple and a little cross on top of it, made out of his big blocks. And then he said, and Father, I built your special altar on the inside, but you can't see it unless you look down here. And just that. Like, he took time, no invitation, no instructions, no nothing. At seven years old, Father, I built you a church. Um, mm. There's God. That is God. That's God, right? I mean, so beautiful. And I was deeply moved by that. But those things happen all the time. All the all time. All the time for us in our lives. And
0: when well, and we get distracted by the world, mm-hmm. we fail to see the little things that, that God puts in our lives to bring us joy, to help us through the suffering. And it's, it's, uh, I think what's amazing with all of that is when you recognize even one small joy that God has given you, it's so much easier to see the rest of them.
1: Well, just the other day I was talking about in my morning homily about, uh, the virtue of, of generosity and especially a generosity of time. Um, so, um, so in the generosity of time, uh, I was saying, you know, we t- t- our time is very precious to us. Yeah. And and we, s- we feel like we don't have enough of it. Like we're so busy and pulled in so many directions. And, and you know, the, the time that we have is a gift from God, right? Every breath, every heartbeat, this time that we have is a gift from God. And so do we use it, as, do we feel time as a gift or do we feel it as a burden, burden. you know? Oh, and just, what a know? mindset change. Yeah. So as soon as I get done with that, right now... I'm gonna have a little confession here for all our listeners. Is that I have 7 a.m. mass, I finish around 7:30, right or so. Yeah. Um, I expose the Blessed Sacrament for our ongoing perpetual adoration here at Cathedral, and then I like to have my coffee, read the paper, right, mm-hmm. and then we have staff prayer at 8:15. So I have about a half hour of time of coffee and newspaper right and um so it's a little guarded time for me well after i gave this homily on generosity of time (laughs) there's like six people lined up outside the sacristy father can you do this can we do that can you answer me this can we do like and at first i was like you're
0: getting into my yeah, time. Yeah, <laughs> I, was, I was
1: getting greedy with my time. And I think, okay, Lord, this is a real lesson for me. I just <laughs> shared this with others. Now I have to live it. Um, and so, um, but in that, I had this beautiful conversation with this woman who was just really struggling in, in, her, in mm-hmm. her faith. And, and, and just to sit down with her and visit with her. Um, yeah, no, God gave me time Throughout that day, in spades, if you will, like, yeah. in generosity, that I was generous with my time, God, he rewards God. God immediately, just uh, said, you know, it was a, it was it was a schooling for me in generosity. So,
0: yeah, that's I love the I love the idea of of uh, changing your mindset into the the um, seeing your time as a gift from God, not as a burden, and if you uh, see your time as a burden. Then it controls you.
1: Well, yeah. And, you know, and we, we, you know, I have to go back to seminary days when I was in Winona, Minnesota, uh, um, at Immaculate Heart of Mary Seminary there. Um, they, uh, the rector one day was given this conference and he said, Does anyone know what um, the LBI principle is? The LBI. And, uh,. <laughs> One of the seminarians raises his hand. He says, listen, but ignore. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, I, sounds legit.
1: <laughs> uh, the rector wasn't pleased with that answer. Uh, but he was saying that life begets interruptions. LBI, life begets interruptions. Mm. And who's to say that these people that come to us, especially he was talking as, as priests. But I think this applies to all of us, that these interruptions are not interruptions um that take us away from God, but perhaps our plans are not his plans. Our yeah. ways are not his ways. And when somebody, um, comes to us and needs our attention, needs our time, needs our help, um, just needs perhaps just a, 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 listening. a listening ear, right? Mm-hmm. That this is where God works. And I, and that's what I r- realized, you know, um, in this experience the other day is, wow, I had my plan, my coffee, mm-hmm. my newspaper, <laughs> my time, right? Right. Um, but God had other plans, and He had these people who He wanted to touch, and He wanted to
0: use me yeah.
1: to enter into their life. And all I didn't have to do much, but to be there,
0: to be present to in be the moment,
1: present in the moment, and not race. Really, so, hey, no, no, I got, I got, I got to run an important meeting with my newspaper, which is the temptation. I oh, think yeah. we all see that, like, and you know those things in daily life. I got to get this done. Well, but do I ignore my friend? Do I ignore my right. kid?
0: And, and this is by no means to say that you don't need to take that time with your coffee or that time with the newspaper or that time with whatever it is that brings you back into a, a grounding, peaceful reality for you, your, your natural habits. But it also means you need to have the, the openness to step out of out of that habit, out of that routine, if that's what call, God is calling you exactly, at that moment.
1: Exactly, exactly. So.
0: I think uh, yeah, that's great. Well, I don't know what you have planned for the weekend, but uh, I my twins, yes. 7 years old, beautiful little girls are being tested for their first holy communion.
1: Oh, and this, what does that include?
0: Well, they um Being twins, they do everything together, (laughs) and they're a little panicky. They'll have to do it by themselves, so... Um, Father Timothy was, as long as they'll both answer the uh, the question, and I'm like, it'll be in stereo. You'll be okay. Uh, so they're going to do that. So head. they go
1: sit down with Father, yep. and he goes through he's certain gonna, questions.
0: Yes, and, he's going to go through the questions. And hopefully, they, they're so, I, I love to put a little pressure on my kids. You know, you got to know these things, even though they know it, on um, they're perfectly fine. And they'll they'll be okay. But they're also going to have their first confessions. Oh,
1: And oh, I wonderful.
0: have... Going through, every time I go through and walk through the, the um, examination of conscious with my children for the first time, each individually for the first time, I learned so much about my kids Yeah, because I'm present to them in that moment and I'm learning how they perceive Sure. Them in the world, how they perceive their actions.
1: Well, that's exciting. That's so really exciting. I,
0: I am so excited for this weekend just to, the last two in our family, the last, they'll be receiving their first Holy Communion on the first Saturday. I uh, love for first, first of May? Yeah. First of the, May?
1: Peace of, of St. Joseph or the yep, worker, the right? the
0: worker. And in the Ma- year of St. Joseph? In the year of St. Joseph, in the month of Mary. Wow, Such beautiful. Such a beautiful opportunity and it it just, next we're, you know, well the next step now. I can just take you with them and walk beautifully, and I think that's absolutely a gift. From well, we God.
1: have big plans here, but they also have big plans up in North Dakota. North Dakota. I think this so. weekend. This weekend they have the Knights of Columbus uh, state convention. Is it in Fargo or where's it going to be hosted? Well, let's find out from let's our find- guest. We have Father Chad Wilhelm on the line. Father, are you with us?
2: I certainly am. Good morning, Father, and I was listening to your guest, and she uh, sounds like she's got some wonderful things planned for her her children, especially (sighs) receiving their first communion. I think that's what I was listening to them talk about, and I I think it's just wonderful that um, I get to hear that kind of excitement from parents and that's what we need to have our parents to get excited about the faith <laughs> and the gift that their children are receiving, because I tell you, it transfers from parents to children. If parents aren't excited, neither will the children. So uh, uh, thanks, for, uh, thanks, Karen, for uh, getting your kids prepared <laughs> and ready for the sacrament. That's wonderful.
0: Well, thank you for that compliment, Father.
2: Father, this is Father
1: Brian Christensen. It's good to have you on the show. You're uh, joining us from Fargo. Uh, What's your
2: parish? Well, my parish, as we speak about, is one of three parishes in the Diocese of Fargo named after the great foster father of our Lord, St. Joseph. And it's in Devil's Lake, North Dakota. And um, and, uh, it's the title that the church was given in 1883 was St. Joseph, Terror of Demons. How fit Wow, beautiful. A, in Lake, a church in Devil's <laughs> yeah. Lake, North Dakota. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what,
1: what, what, what kind of a community is Devil's Lake? I've never been up there. Well, it,
2: it's close to um, a, a reservation, uh, which is called Spirit Lake Reservation. And the Parish Foundation, which is very interesting, is one of the older parts where um, uh, the. Uh, Uh, the priests came and settled in early part of the 1840s and 50s, and um, the Germans and the Irish were settling in this area, and so um, it's a beautiful area. It's a huge lake, and, you know, on the eastern side of North Dakota, everything's flat, but this part of North Dakota um, is great for fishing and hunting, and it was great for converts, so the town of Devil's Lake is probably close to 70% Catholic. And so it's a, a wonderful community, an old community. I have a Catholic school from grades pre-K to eight with almost 250 students. So it's, it's a lively community. And so it's, it's a great gift. I've been there, um, since 2002. So uh, okay. I'm 54 and it's been a, a, a wonderful gift in a parish for me to serve. So, uh, uh, that's that's what Devils Lake, North Dakota, is like. So, come up and visit Father Christensen if you like to fish. <laughs> I would love. That you can settle at.
1: <laughs> I think I might. I think I might make my way up there one of these days. And you're always welcome here in the Black Hills of South Dakota. We're visiting with Father Chad Wilhelm from the Diocese of Fargo up there at Saint Joseph terror of demons and devils like i love that i love that that is so fantastic um and but we want to talk to you a little bit about this upcoming knights of columbus convention in north dakota i hear it's the 114th annual convention
2: it is and the convention takes place in different cities in north dakota just like it does in south dakota i know a lot of the great knights of south dakota and um uh, it's in Minot, North Dakota, the magic city in, uh, in, in North Dakota this year. And one of the things is that there's about 120 councils throughout the whole state of North Dakota. And I've been the state chaplain for 25 years. Um, oh my goodness. Wow. Praise God. Thank you for your service. That's amazing. Either, priests
1: don't want to serve because it's too much work or I've been very selfish at keeping it to myself. <laughs> <laughs> so. Well, I do know. I do know that the guys that have served as state chaplain here in South Dakota have loved it tremendously. You know, I think there's some some reticence sometimes when you take on another hat as a priest in yeah. our dioceses uh, across the, this listening area. But uh, but I know the guys have thoroughly enjoyed their time as uh, chaplains uh, to the state um, nights. So, well, that's great. So, 25 years. This is the 114th Daniel convention. It's going to be up in Minot. Um, Tell us a little bit about what uh, what the guys can expect to be part of this convention this year.
2: Well, when it, it's really family-oriented, and this is one of the things that you can see in the change in the Knights of Columbus over the last at least 15 years has been changing from kind of that men's club or Catholic men get together, do good works, but it's changing, which is fantastic, more to a family family organization that were uh, the men, the young Catholic men that want to be involved in this, they are so busy. So if they want to give their time, they want to have something that they're enriched in their own faith, but also to be in some way that their 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 faith and their good work, their, the way that they uh, offer their charity as in Christ, that it's something that's meaningful, more than, as we always say, turning pancakes, but really going out and really looking out for other uh, fathers, other men, uh, other people who are in need. And this is one of the things that the Knights of Columbus, when Father McGivney founded it, was to help and to assist other Catholic families, because uh, Catholics, there was a persecution and people really don't know our Catholic history in the United States until so we founded it to help, to assist, to bring the faith, to help protect Catholic family life, and that it's instilled in families. And so this is where our conventions, that when we come together, has pointed towards um, growing more deeply as a man in the faith. If you're a husband, uh, a priest... Um, uh, that we really take on um, the masculine virtues and not to be afraid to be a man because in our world the feminization of men has just really taken hold of our men and so that they are strong men, meaning not that they're Hercules men, but that they're men of faith and that they lead and that they don't say well to their wives, um, as I was just listening to the lady here with um that uh, you know, that they get involved in the family life and the sacraments and being the leader of their family in prayer. So that's really what we try to get across when we have our state convention every year sure no that,
1: I, that is fantastic and i and i i have to say I, i've noticed similar developments you know from the national uh, to the yeah. state to our local level of that more family involvement and including wives and children in the in the good uh, both communal life of the knights of columbus and yeah. in their service to to the parish and to the broader uh, community um, what, what kind of keeps you engaged uh, In the Knights of Columbus uh, As a priest What, what, what motivates you or, or challenges you Or, or guides you in, in your ministry there
2: Father, that's, that's a great question Because, you know, when I see um, As I go across the state And I visit many councils With our state deputy uh, Mike Steiner Who's just a fabulous uh, Catholic man Good husband, great father, um, uh, uh, our men are thirsting to know their Catholic faith. They want to live it out, but they want to know how to do it in this secular culture. So to me, what I enjoy about it is such a challenge to almost like um, to be a soldier of Christ. This is what really keeps me engaged in the nights because I can ask these men, you know, um, how how can we live out our faith? How can we serve our parents? How can we serve our community? How can we take out loving God above all and our neighbor as ourself? Those two commands, our blessed Lord said, everything is built on. And so um, I, uh, I, I I keep that because it's just like it, it's it, it's a a gift that I see that God is true in what He says. I've seen conversions, and that just uh, for my priesthood, it just it just just really deepens my, my understanding of the mystery that Christ said, I will never abandon you, go therefore and baptize all nations. So um, that charge, that's really what keeps me engaged with the Knights of Columbus, because I see these men doing this in the parish, and I see men who probably, you know, don't do much in the parish. Once they have a, a grouping of men who really kind of support them, I see them change and trans, you know, just you know, transform to be um, gentlemen, to to be men of charity, to look for you know, bringing people together to unify, and also that they have fraternity that that they're they're brothers to one another and they support each other in good times and in bad. So that's what keeps me engaged, and um, I uh, I'm always looking for someone to take my job, but you know what. Truthfully, I probably just keep it for myself, but i got to share <laughs> this me one day because, you know, I, I think it's, it's good because we need to have our younger priests, you know, engaged in this too, and so they bring just another uh, facet of Holy Mother Church and the love of God, and so uh, it's what keeps no. me going and engaged in the Knights of Columbus.
1: No, that's fantastic. Father Wilhelm, we're speaking with Father Chad Wilhelm up there in Devil's Lake. uh, And uh, we're visiting about the Knights of Columbus, especially as they approach this weekend, the 114th annual Knights of Columbus Convention in Minot, North Dakota, the state convention that's uh, been going on year after year and supporting... Good work of the knights as they get together as um, families of faith. Really, you're saying um, I, I, you got a great heart uh, for Christ, a great heart for the church, and especially for the knights and, and the development of of men. You talked a little bit about the challenges that men face in, in the world today, and uh, um, the narrative in, in the secular society is is not particularly sympathetic. Right, we're really Correct. reducing men, <laughs> and, and don't see you know the the way that we are in a way crippling men and crippling young men um, to be courageous in their faith, bold, we've used the word bold throughout our morning today, to be bold witnesses in the faith and to be good, solid um leaders within the life of of, of their family and in the life of the, their parishes and the life of their community. Um, and so you, you really have a great heart for that. And when we talk about leader, I think we look to Christ who came not to be served, but to serve, right? And that great example you better of care brothers. So um, what are you looking forward to this weekend? We've got a few minutes left here. Uh, what are you looking forward to as you get together with the Brother Knights?
2: Well, what I look forward to is just the work that the Knights do, particularly with vocations. And we uh, have uh, the vocation directors come from both dioceses of Bismarck and Fargo and speak and talk about, you know, the men in formation. And then what happens is that our Knights work throughout. It's called Pennies for Vocations and oh, take right. up uh, uh, this collection, and we bring a wheelbarrow in, and then people bring from all of their uh, particular councils, dumping in these pennies and <laughs> checks. And, and, so, and then what happens is a donation that's given to help support uh, the seminary. So I look forward to that. That is a great moment, Father. I'm going to have to. We're going to have to end it here.
1: We're coming up against Thank the you. break. So good to be with you. God bless you and the work of the Knights in North Dakota and across our listening area. Um, happy Easter to you, to your parish family, and to the Knights of Columbus.
2: God's blessings to you, and thanks for your beautiful interview. And God bless all of those who listen to Catholic Radio. Keep Catholic Radio between your gas bill and between your. Your TV bill, so keep <laughs> supporting them. <laughs> Amen. God bless.
1: Have a great day. You too. Bye. God's blessings to
0: you. All right. Well, we are going to send it up to Eli and Fargo for a preview of Monday's show.
1: Hey, thanks, Karen. Got another great show coming up for you on Monday morning, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. There'll be another one down there in the Rapid City area for coming to you for the Mustard Seed Catholic Store, hosted by Laura Hawk and Jordan Miller. We'll start off the show with Mario Rangel from Rangel Construction Company. He'll talk about caring for his employees. Then Dominique Charleston of the Diocese of Rapid City will talk about uh, mental health and how we can respond to the mental health crisis. Plus Terry Haggerty from Trinity Heights will give you a way to come away to a quiet place. All that and a whole lot more is coming up on the next Real Presence Live, 9 to 11 a.m. Central, right here on the Real Presence Radio Network. Right back to you.
0: Wow, what a great show today.
1: We did go fly through it, though. I... Yeah.
0: We could talk for another two hours.
1: Uh, easily. If you guys got two hours out there, uh, I'm sure there's another great show coming up after this. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Eli just said we could keep talking, but nobody will hear us. You know, that's, that sounds very familiar.
1: We'll probably keep talking anyway. Yeah. So, um, so you got an exciting weekend coming up yep. uh, tomorrow night. I will be helping to host this uh, Bridges of Faith for uh, the... Newman Center, Center here in Rapid City, which is both uh, on-site. We'll have people on-site there for a nice dinner and presentation, and also be the uh, simulcast in an um, online presentation for those who want to be there. That's rcnewmancenter.com. And then, of course, Sunday is the Lord's Day, and we continue to celebrate the joy of His resurrection.
0: It's going to be a beautiful weekend. I Hopefully all of our listeners have equally as beautiful and and uh, faith-filled plans for their weekend and and mass go to mass
1: go to mass it's the source and summit of our faith and uh it's essential right we talk about essential things in our life um the mass is essential and being able to receive the gift of our lord jesus christ in the eucharist
2: essential
0: it is so thank you everyone for listening to real presence live and we will be back again next month